Now, this is exciting, Crowbar. Yeah. Can I tell you why? 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 Because this episode is about space games. Space games. Okay. Now, that's a pretty broad yeah, topic. There's a lot of them. There's there's a few out there, isn't there? Okay. Uh, space games. I'm excited to know where Mike, who's talking about space games, where he's going to take us. Like, is I want to know if he's filtering the search somehow. Like, how how can we possibly take something like that? And squeeze it into a thirty-minute podcast episode. Like that seems impossible. To we'll me. see. Thirty minutes. We'll aim for. <laughs> yeah, we'll aim for that. But more importantly, sort of, we've been playing. What have I been playing? Um, so I've gone back to, as I do every so often, Skyrim again recently, <laughs> and I uh, picked up an old save. I'm the head of the Dark Brotherhood. I'm a Khajiit stealth archer, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing the same thing I've been doing for the last ten years. <laughs> so. is, is is Skyrim your go-to game when you're kind of in between games and you don't quite yeah, know how to play? Yeah, it's like a so background just... noise in my life permanently. Right. <laughs> it's got dragons. It's got wizards. I'm gonna go back to it. So yeah, it's, it's a great game. There's nothing wrong with that. Mike Dore, welcome yeah. back. Hello, hello, you, Matt. You've got excellent voice for podcasts, my friend. Well, I've never heard it. I've never heard it. On. I've never <laughs> listened to one of my own podcasts back. Well, maybe we can just, you know, strap some headphones on and just do it by force or something this time. <laughs> um, now, I saw an interesting tweet from you recently. Yes. There was an R-Type tweet, which is, of course, a classic game. Right, right? yeah, you're talking about my arcade cabinet. I'm talking about your arcade my cabinet. My arcade Immensely, oh, so immensely jealous it's of. It's my proud and, uh, pride and joy. I bet. It is the most glorious thing w- in my More possession. so than your your cats? Um, the most glorious non-organic. Okay, all right. <laughs> Anything save. organic is going to come across, uh, come over uh, <laughs> on top of um, the physical. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Anything that isn't furry and that I love is my arcade cabinet. Okay, okay. Well, um, outside of that, or maybe this, that ha- that is what you've been playing recently. What that, is, been- that is pretty much. So I haven't, I haven't played a console game for uh, three weeks now. Just being solid, <laughs> solid arcade. And if I'm honest, you know, I'm kind of happy. Yeah. Just playing arcade games. How could you not be? Like absolute classics. I like, like the idea every of, one of them. like not connected to anything. So you're playing on PlayStation or wherever you've got people popping up. This person's online. This person's N- no you're just in your knows. little bubble, just I, you and your arcade. I mean, That's Mc, nice. Mc, yeah, it's just me, Pac-Man and the conservatory. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, no, no, one, no one knows. Like in terms of your arcade machine, like is that... As I imagine it to be. Is it a full size or can you get smaller home sized ones get, now? Yeah, you can get tiny ones. There's quite a popular range of arcade machine remakes coming out now where people yeah. are taking like um like the midway licenses like uh Gauntlet, yeah, Rampage, yeah. things like that. Um, or like this you can get a little three quarter inch size um Street Fighter cabinet, oh, cool. little tiny Pac Man cabinets. But no, mine's a full size oh, jam nice. jammer jammer arcade cabinet, so <laughs> it can take Proper, you know, arcade boards. Yeah. Then, if you've never seen an arcade game, no. Imagine a great big circuit board that big. Yeah. That's it. That's an arcade game. Okay. What, so you just and you switch them out. Yeah, you switch them out. Like of a this, big cartridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. I yeah. didn't know that. I thought you just bought one for one game and you play that game forever. Right. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Which I could see doing out. as well. To be fair. I would. <laughs> it's yeah. the right game. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's your next tweet, Mike. I want to see some sort of gif of you doing that. I've never seen an arcade. Yeah, Motherboard I, 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 ought to, I ought to document what I've done to the inside of this machine because I have, <laughs> uh, I can't look at it in the eye to be honest. I've, <laughs> I've brutalized it. So, so specifically on that, then what, what have you been playing specifically on that? Specifically, I've been, um, I'm obsessed with Packland. I don't know if this has ever come up in conversation. Right. Have you ever heard of Packland? Heard okay. of Packland? Never played it. Um, I think it was like 1984. And Namco said, let's make Pac-Man run from left to right and jump over ghosts and buses. Nice. And Sounds like, like something else. 
Sounds like every other side-scrolling platform are known to man. Uh, yep, except this one was 1984. Okay. So arguably the it. first. Arguably Ooh. the first. It had uh, parallax scrolling. Oh, man. Uh, lots of... Uh, it's just great, man. I'll it's check great. it out. So I didn't know they did that. that. I've only seen standard Pac-Man. Right. Vanilla no, Pac-Man. <laughs> I love it. Pac-Land. It's got great music. Uh, it's not it's, it's not a good game. I can't defend <laughs> it as being a, a good game. I was singing the praise of Harry Potter games, so don't right. worry there. <laughs> Everyone's got their thing, and, and you can never judge. Like any, Anyone who's got an arcade cabinet in their home, they get high fives and, and pats on the back from me. Oh, man. I know what I like. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing I can say that can, that can really compare to that, to be honest. I'm, I'm just in between. I'm in this really annoying place at the moment where like Horizon Zero Dawn is my game. That mm -hmm. is my game I should be playing. But... Because I started dabbling into other games, like I, I mentioned previously um, that uh, there was Wildlands, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands I've been playing a bit of, a bit of No Way Out, which is a really cool co-op game. And now I'm in, I'm, I've got a hankering to play Hitman. And that's also an unfinished game that I've had for ages. And I know if I start playing that, I'll probably want to start playing Red Dead 2, which I still haven't finished. Just follow your heart. I play at least five games at a time. Uh, but Every when, night's a different one. <coughs> yeah. totally, when when yeah. you've got a small child, like I find myself these days playing everything on easy, except XCOM. There's an oh, exception to, just to the get rule. Through it. Yeah. Just to play story, because if I don't, they just don't get finished. Yeah. They just don't get finished. So Horizon Zero Dawn, I started on hard, Went down to normal and only Point last games week. Games to have fun, so as long well, as you're having true. fun, yeah. that's what matters. That's so, true, yeah. and also just I like a good story. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just playing story through based it for that. It's, it's, I suppose if you're time limited and you like games with stories, mm. you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Tough because you have to commit at least 50. ten to fifteen hours or something. You know, it's the way it, it seems to roll. That's the beauty of arcade games. Mm. Fifteen minutes, and I'm done. I got yeah. other stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> On that though, and one of the free downloads, I think going back, I don't know, four or five months or something, there was a, a racing game and I'm not a racing fan at all. I'm awful at racing games. But um, funny enough, it's, it's, it's Horizon Dawn, no, Horizon Turbo something. Carts. Oh, Horizon Chase Turbo. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah, a great we game. We talked about that this I morning. Found myself... So that's basically a remake of uh, Lotus Esprit on right. the Amiga. It's the right. same team, it's the same musician as well. Right. What do you think of the music? That's brilliant. Isn't it something? Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's a great good, type. They, 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 I mean, I'm sure he's not listening, but yeah, they dug him out from the 90s and said, uh, <laughs> do what you do, kid. Do what you do, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the mad thing was, I found myself playing that quite religiously and, and with the same guy that I play online with, um, he also has two ch young children and we were just neck and neck trying to beat each other's scores ghost scores yeah classic I, I was like how has this happened I never play racing games and yet here I am See, I don't play them either and I've had several people now say that so I'm going to have to try it as well it's really yeah. really cool it's really simple a lovely art style great soundtrack as Mike said and it's just you know Foot down, lots of fun. It's and tight. It's very it was a mobile game to start with. Right, I right. Think. But yeah, no, it's so tight. All right. It's so tight. It doesn't really matter that it's cars or not. You just keep no. chasing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, just keep chasing, man. So, Mike, do you want to tell us, you've been looking into space games this week. So I know there's some that you're a massive fan of, but there's actually so many out there that'd be cool. You've been looking at, like, what other ones there are, because there's a lot, right? <laughs> Yeah, so I've had a look since the very dawn of uh, video game time. Which was uh, when? <laughs> 1962, <Whoa. laughs> according to my research, uh, right until the end. And uh, everyone, i tell you what I've been doing. I have um, isolated with science <laughs> the important ones. Yeah. Now, you know, there's, uh, as, as you say, there are some that I like. There's some that I've played. There are some that I'm never going to go anywhere near. But for those, what I've done is I've asked... 
Nerds. <laughs> what, <laughs> what they are. Yeah. So um, I've got a couple of uh, guests' uh, opinions. Oh, nice. And I got some opinions from the All Rock Discord. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there's some good answers on the Discord, everyone chiming in. Yeah, their, appreciate their that. Their favourite ones. That's really cool. Yeah. But anyway, let me take you on a journey. <laughs> Is this when we implement some sound effects? Though? I was hoping that about now you could put in some space yeah, music. Yeah, put some space yeah, music in. That's like, like, okay. Oh, yeah, that's good, man. Okay. Perfect. So imagine this. It's the dawn of time. And all there is, is a monitor, a black monitor. And somebody puts a little white dot on it. Got yourself a Starfield. <laughs> Video games and space, they were destined to be, to be friends right from the start. The easiest thing to do is to put white dots on a black screen. So, I mean, of course, uh, video games were bound to cover space. Now, yeah. listen, as I say, um, I haven't played all of these. But I'm going to start and take you all the way back. It's 1962. And there's a video game made by a load of nerds uh, in MIT. Okay. And it's called Space War. So these guys took this old computer system with a weird-ass round screen. Called, round screen? Right. Called the PDP-1. Oh, that sounds cool just by itself. And they make this game. Yeah. Um, and they just play it every seven. They pass it around. So it's actually the first uh, video game known to be played at multiple locations ever as well, because like these guys in this lab will give it, give the, the disc or the tape or whatever to their mates in other lab. Um, so what was Space War? Two spaceships in space trying to kill each other. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Amazing. Now, Perfect. actually... Um, so it's quite hard to find a, a PDP-1 computer now and play it. But, but Gemini, uh, yeah. in, in, in our research, we did actually play an emulated version of Space War. Didn't yeah, we? it was good. It I was kind of, it. It was kind of all right. Yeah. Like, uh, it still holds up now. Yeah, it kind of still really? does. Yeah, so all you're doing is rotating your ship, thrusting and firing. The hook is, the gameplay hook is, you've got this gravity well in the center of the screen, which is sucking you towards it yeah. and your bullets. So you're constantly trying to thrust away from the gravity well. And you can shoot the other person's bullets. So I thought I was done for and I realized, oh, I can shoot Mike's bullets out there. It was good. Then you're like dodging, trying to get through. So I got to be honest, surprisingly good. Yeah, considering the, the age of it. <laughs> but then guess what? What? 8th of September, 1966, Star Trek comes out. Nice suddenly things start to get a little bit more spacey. You know, society's going, I quite like this space thing. Basically, all they did was take Hornblower and all the old uh, seafaring voyages <laughs> and just stick it on a spaceship. Everybody's happy. It doesn't matter. Look, the important thing is 1968, guess what comes out? 2001, A Space Odyssey. Game changer. Now everyone, everyone's yeah. minds are uh, blown. They're thinking about space. This is great. 1971. Do you remember we were talking about that PDP-1 a minute ago? Yeah. 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 He's back. Back from <laughs> He's all back. round two. screen. <laughs> He's back with a game called Computer Space. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad name. Um, basically, <laughs> so Nolan Bushnell is a guy with a beard, right? He's famous for having a beard, forming Atari, and starting Chuck E. Cheese. Um, <laughs> Full of random facts today. You know Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because we watch American movies. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right exactly. What is it? It's like a ball pit and a restaurant. Yeah, like a yeah, restaurant a, with creepy mascots. Place, anyway, what it? kind of genius would come up with that? Same guy that came up with computer space. So what computer space was, was <laughs> if you remember Space World War, we were talking about a minute yeah, ago, yeah. it's like that, but one player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I like the competitive element though. I, I mean, I don't think there was a competitive element. Basically, so you've got your whole rotate thrusty ship thing and you shoot in two AI sources that are flying back at you, shoot one. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you do really well, you get another go. But by the time you get another go, you're sick of it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't mean to slam his, his good work. I mean, I think originally he wanted to make like a coin-op version of Space War, but yeah. they got carried away. Whatever. This is the first arc- first arcade game. This is literally the first arcade oh, okay. game. Okay, so, so I guess he's designing it with a slightly different gameplay in mind because it's like right. getting the money, repeating goes. You want to if you're making an arcade game, you want to shaft the player. Yeah, yeah. So they keep you putting that money. money. You gotta be realistic. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of brutal. But yeah, no, you're right. The first arcade game, and as such, it, it had its own funky cabinet that looked like well, I don't know, like some kind of 1960s teleporting system. Oh, it was it was great. Recommend listener Google's that. There's some links to the coolest cabinets and like game you know boxes. That's a good shout, yeah. Want a huge hit? Uh, too hard. Okay. Too hard. The guy in the bar with a beer was finding it a bit too hard. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's nineteen seventy-seven, guys. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, whoa, no, whoa. no, no. We're no, we're fast forwarding. We gotta move quick. We no, no, no. Move. I'm just saying this this is a big year then. This yeah. is a big things year. are about a to take a big year. turn. Space is about to get big, guys. Yeah. Star Wars comes Star out. Wars. Don't put the music in, can't afford it. Okay. <laughs> um so Star Wars released, nineteen seventy seven. 1978, a little game you might have heard of, Space Invaders, mm. comes out. Uh, yeah. Quite quite a hit, that one. I know this one. Right. Originally, uh, it was called Space Monsters. Oh, was it? That. Yeah. But then... Um, oh, that would explain, I, th- I think, one of the original kind of silhouette monsters. It was like a monster on the, on well, the art, wasn't it? Well, kind of monster yeah. 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 An invader Anyway, so that was made by a fella called Tomohiro Nishikado. Now, back in those days, he didn't just design it. He didn't just do the art. He even made the art. Really? Yeah. All of it? It's insane. Um, so by 1982, this game is doing well. It's grossed $3.8 billion. Jeez. In 1982? That's insane. Like... That's a huge amount of money yeah. for that decade. Space games start getting serious. Right. Like, yeah. they're, they're, there's money in space games. Yeah. There's money in space games. In fact, uh, adjusted for inflation, apparently all the versions of Space Invaders that have ever been um, up until 2016 Estimated to have grossed $13 billion. Just Space Invaders alone. You could build a rocket to actually go to space for that much. Right. Yeah, 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 you could. (laughs) Through Space Invaders, you could invade space. So this was a game I did <laughs> I did play back in the day. Um, oh, yeah, I played a lot of it. I played various versions of this, mini games and stuff. Right. Uh, um, um, it's kind of still fine. I'll still sit and play it. If a game starts up, I'll, be like, I'll go on then. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a couple of pops. Yeah. Anyway, so this is where it starts getting really interesting. Um, 1979, a game called Star Raiders. Any of you guys heard of that? No. So I got my Atari 65XE in maybe uh, 87. One of those games was Star Raiders. I'm seven years old. It's way too complicated. But let me explain to you what I saw when I, when I booted it up. You've got this kind of galactic map. Uh, and and then you kind of say, I think I'm going there. And then you've got a first person view of space. And then you can even look behind you and it says aft. And I didn't know what aft meant when I was a kid. <laughs> Upset me. But look, the important thing is this game, Star Raiders, was uh, ranked at number two in the list of the 10 mo- most important video games of all time, as compiled by Stanford University. Cool. So this is some serious business. So what, it was the first kind of like first person uh, dogfighting view in space. You're actually sort yeah, of dogfighting. Yeah. There's a, a galactic map, so there's strategy. Um, it's quite a big, uh, quite a deep game. And it all came down to 8K. It's 8K in weight, 8 kilobytes, which is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, the first time you were like in 
the driving seat, looking around, shooting. That's, that must have been amazing. You're in the cockpit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't see the cockpit, but you are. You know, but you know. Yeah, in yeah, the cockpit. yeah, yeah. And then this was, um, I mean, man, this is, this is an influential game. You know, without without Star Raiders, there wouldn't have been Elite. There wouldn't be Wing Commander. There wouldn't mm. be Star Wars X Wing. Uh, the, the, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, gameplay wise, seven year old me, whoa, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I tell you this, it was awesome. Yeah, whatever's happening. I don't know what's going on, but I'm in space. <laughs> yeah. I don't okay. think I've ever seen you this animated, Mike. This is this is glorious to watch. I've had three coffees. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who's heard of a game called Elite? Yes. Good, because it's now 1984. <laughs> Elite. So this was actually inspired by a uh, tabletop role-playing game. Role-playing space game. Right. Uh, called Traveller. Um, so Elite is if... And everybody's going to know what Elite is, but I'll sum it up if you didn't. In 1984, Elite was uh, a space shooting, trading, running around, wireframe... Uh, fun machine uh you were like commander jameson or something and you started off with like uh, a normal ship and then you're like oh if i buy this on this planet and fly it there i could sell it for you know a little bit more money and it's basically space trucking yeah um it was kind of cool um i never played it in 1984 i was still terrified by star raiders but what i did play was the sequel, uh, but we'll go on to that in a minute. Listen, the best thing about Elite, now Elite obviously influenced a load of games. Without it, there wouldn't be No Man's Sky. There wouldn't be yeah. GTA. They right. arguably open world stuff would have come even a little bit later. But here's a cool bit. The first video game launch party was for oh, Elite. Oh, that's so nice. Way. Yep. Where yeah. was it? <laughs> they went to Thorpe Park. Oh, that's so <laughs> it's wholesome. Kind of, it's kind of wholesome. That's how you do your, like, yeah, your yeah. birthday when you're like 13. Hey, you go to Thorpe Park, Mom. It's a great park. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I've been to a party there and had a great time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't play this one. I played Frontier Two. Uh, sorry, Elite Two, which was called Frontier. Yeah. On the Amiga. Like a um, improvement on it. Like yeah. What, how many so, variations? So in in the first game, all the graphics were like wireframe, mm -hmm. mega low poly. Well, these were kind of like filled polygons. And yeah. You're still running at about twelve frames a second. It was yeah. quite excruciating. It was it's quite the way it was back then. Yeah, you just put up with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it was like twenty four ninety nine in boots. But back in those days, you could just swap the price tags around with, <laughs> with other stuff. And That's amazing. Yeah, two pound this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, right. no, I think I got it for like nine ninety, twelve ninety nine. So even in my best, I was still considerate. Like yeah. it's, it's more worth. It's 12. worth. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't have dared done four ninety nine. <laughs> but um, anyway, so we leave. So already we've gone from just rotating triangles yeah. in space. To now a whole open world. Landing with, on with, planets. With all that, right. With all of that, the, like the, the, the immenseness of uh, like a universe. And elites had eight galaxies you could go Whoa. to, 256 landable planets, and all in 22 kilobytes. That's incredible. Crazy. I love these comparisons to modern day games. I mean, yeah. you, know, like, you wouldn't even Buffling. get your CV in, <laughs> yeah. in, in 22 no, no, no. kilobytes. Gosh. So here's the bit where I started really getting involved with space games. Yeah. It's 1985, everyone. Gradius comes out. <laughs> so I, like, as, as we've already discussed, I've got a little penchant for arcade games. I like, I like, uh, I like the, the, the smaller form video games. I like the uh, um, concentrating on second-to-second uh, -second gameplay. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of Gradius, man? Yeah, yeah, of course. Have you yeah. heard of Gradius? Familiar with Gradius? So Gradius is a series of horizontal shooters. Mm -hmm. 
spaceship going left to right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What Gradius brought to the table was the weapon bar system. So that is, in the game, you're collecting little power-ups, and like so the first one, it'll give you the ability to speed up. Oh, don't spend it yet. <laughs> Collect another one. Missiles. Oh, don't spend oh. it yet. Wait a little bit more and you can get a laser. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we got Gradius. And Gradius is where we start getting, like, by this time, we can do a little bit more than triangles. We can do a little bit more than dots on the screen. We you know, Better than wireframes. So we've now got art. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we've got actual, like, bitmap art of spaceships, of sci-fi lands, you know, like landscapes, planets, asteroids, like the deep space nebulas and all that. Gradius spawned a lot of games. Gradius spawned Gradius 2, 3, 4, 5. <laughs> uh, it, it spawned its range, uh, a range of parody games. Then, if you're aware, this Parodius, of which there are three. Which is, they're actually <laughs> going to get crucified for this. They're better than, par- uh, than Gradius. <laughs> Ouch. It spawned R-Type. It spawned Zezex. I could, I could uh, keep naming horizontal shooters in space from the golden era of arcade games all day <laughs> but unfortunately we gotta move on now ladies and gentlemen it's now 1990 i'm 10 years old it's a good good decade i'm going nowhere near a pc for a good 15 years yeah so, i didn't have a pc so, so so we're now entering the only time i got to play games was on my atari at home or if i went to the arcade so now we're entering the territory of stuff that i haven't necessarily heard of but through my solid research, yeah. with our Discord crew, with our uh, band of merry nerds, I've got I've still got some answers. Right, here we go. <laughs> Star Control 1 and 2. Anyone heard of that? No. Remember Space War, the first thing we talked, the second yeah. thing yeah. we talked yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Okay. But with a strategy layer. Moving on. <laughs> no, apparently that was big. Um, Star Control 1 and uh, 2, the Urquan Masters, apparently. Nerds. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, another one, another one from 1990. Okay, now this one, massively influential. Even I'd heard of it. Wing Commander. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Now, you made a noise when I mentioned Wing Commander yeah, yeah. earlier. Did you play it? Uh, I, I don't think, certainly not when it was, was new, but I know that Mark Howell makes an appearance in one of the Wing Commander <laughs> Does games. Does he? Right. That's what got me into it, because being a Star Wars fan, I was like, oh, Luke Skywalker's in Wing Commander. Yeah, I'll play that. So Wing Commander is basically, it's story-led cockpit space battles, yeah against a load of baddies, which are enormous cats, which makes them impossible to hate. Wow, this sounds selling it. It sounds great. Right, no, it's it's quite up your street. So it's kind of like the brainchild of this guy called Chris Roberts. Remember that name? We're going to be coming back to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, as you rightly say, Matt, the thing that stood out for me with Wing Commander, now I'm not really too interested in um, 3D uh, dogfighting, but what I am interested in is unlikely massive Hollywood celebrities appearing in crappy FMV cutscenes. <laughs> so Wing Commander, <laughs> let me give you a list of all the Hollywood actors that have been in Wing Commander FMV cutscenes. Malcolm McDowell, who you may know from starring in Clockwork Orange. Yes. Mark Hamill, who you may know from... Oh, small film, yeah. small indie film. Tim Curry. Tim Curry, oh, wow. I love Tim Curry. Really? Oh, I might have seen this then. So I think I've seen just this FMV of him flying around. Does he say something really like memeable in it? I really hope so. I man. think I think he says something <laughs> absurd and it pops up every so often because I've seen him in some sort of space outfit in like a little clip saying something. I have to listen up. We'll oh, put yeah. it in the uh, yeah, put, show notes. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> uh, John Hurt from wow. Alien. Yeah, yeah. And Christopher Walken. 
No, no way. way. Oh my gosh, I've had my mind blown so many times today. This this absolutely tops right. the other one from yeah. uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Goodness me, from the other episode. Oh gosh. yeah, no, I heard about that. One. <laughs> um, yeah, so but you know, I didn't play it. But look, uh, you, you don't need to ask many people to know that Wing Commander was a seminal moment in in space. It's still deal. creating memes to this day. Then it rates very highly in my you know influential so games book. Nineteen ninety, and there's still memes today. That's, yeah. that's powerful memeage. Thirty years feeling, of memes, and I and I might be wrong on this. I'm, I'm wrong on a lot of things, so I'm going to put my money on this. I'm pretty sure as another celebrity appearing in Wing, Wing Commander was Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, you might be right. I'm sure he appeared in it at the height of his fame. Like, I don't know if he was in Scream, but he was in that kind of late 90s teen slasher movies. Like, I know what you did last summer sort of thing. Around about that time, pretty sure he appeared in Wing the Commander, sequel. natural yeah. crossover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, well, I'll check up on that, but I wouldn't be surprised. He is exactly the sort of character that would have that. <laughs> so that, anyway, that's 1990, and all the PC gamers are loving Wing Commander. I'm not. But it's 1993, and then suddenly I'm back in the game. <laughs> because Star Fox comes out. Ah, yes. Otherwise known as Star Wing, uh, if you're... American mm -hmm. Star Fox. Now, Matt, you 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 probably had uh, played this a lot and SNES. Yeah. SNES was my angle, and then later the N sixty four. Right. So, um, yeah, massive massive game on the Super Nintendo. Uh, the first time that I sat in a friend's house and saw polygons yeah. really flying about the place. Admittedly, at eight frames a second, but flying about the place they were. All thanks to the Super FX chip. Super right. effects chip. No one wants to know about that, but it was a chip that made it go faster. Uh, anyway, it sold 4 million copies. It's pretty good. Um, so good that they made one for the N64, which, again, mm. you played, I played, you probably played, Gem. Uh, I think in my cousin's house, I didn't have an N64 myself, so it was one of those like mystical consoles. You only get to play like a few times a year, and it's like every game you play, like this is amazing. I always remember from that first um, Star Fox on the SNES, like I remember the face. I think it was the first boss that you that you actually face. Excuse the pun. Might be the first boss. It's like a face. That's the last boss, Andrew. Oh, is it the last boss? Oh gosh, yeah. That if you said to me like, "What's your top ten boss battles of all time?" I'd memorable. say that's right up there. Yeah, very memorable. memorable. Just a face in space, mm. chucking the squares at you. So I mean, this is a massively influential space game. Okay, because for me, whereas all the other ones that had gone before were had kind of like pretensions to um, high art, high drama. This is a game for kids. Yeah. You've got a little toad going. <laughs> you've, got, you've got the coolest falcon ever. Yeah. Falco Lombardi. Yeah. What a name. You, you've, got, you've got these characters which don't seem to fall out of every traditional sci-fi trope. It is just anthropomorphized uh, little little cutie things, which, which made it a lot easier for me to go, okay, I can get involved with this. Mm. I love Star Fox. 1997. Now, again, this is another game that I was so far away from PCs at the time, but I heard about it because it looked really cool. X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Now, before this, there had been X-Wing games. There had been TIE Fighter games. This is the first time they brought it together. This was the grand space dogfighter, the one that everybody wanted. Uh, it had texture mapping, Matt. Texture mapping. <laughs> um... It had, it had a John Williams score. Imagine that, though. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it didn't have? What? A story. No. Do you know what everybody wanted? A story. We wanted a story. So what they did was they shipped this. It wouldn't work unless you had a joystick, and it was multiplayer only. Hmm. Whoops. Sounds like a missed opportunity. Don't worry. They made a, a story expansion pack, and it kind of fixed it. 
I didn't, I, but I didn't play it, man. I, like I said, I didn't play it. But I remember all the kids with PCs banging on about it. Everyone, gang, listen, it's, it's 1999. I'm in university. A game called Homeworld comes out. Homeworld? Homeworld. Now, I actually played this. Do you know why? Why? The screenshots looked rad. Homeworld is an RTS set in space. Mothership. Lots of little ships. Move these guys over there. There's bullets and there's uh, space battles and there's uh, space. <laughs> uh, one to two players, story based. Uh, any of you guys play it? No, I've never even heard of it. Well, look, Sorry. people love it. People right. love it. I thought it was ah, it's a bit complicated for me. I'm a bit thick, but it looked gorgeous. Yeah. It looks amazing uh, at the time. I think people still play it now. Well, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Eve Online. Oh, wow. 2003. Eve Online. Remember we were talking about Elite earlier, and that's flying around, space trading, things like that. Mm. Eve Online. Now, okay, I had a little bash maybe back in 2004. This is complicated stuff. Mm. So would you say this is probably arguably the first space game where things started to become a bit more grand? You know, you've got the idea of the grand strategy game these days. No, no? Not, not, not the first one. Because, I mean, Elite was grand. Okay. It was grand yeah. at the time. I would say this was the first time that they made... I mean, it's still going now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a world. It's, it's a world. It's an open-ended... I mean, people sort of like laughably just call it internet spaceships, but that is exactly what it is. But it's there's unlimited material wealth in the game. There's unlimited uh, time sync. There's no goal. It's kind of up to you to form alliances with real people. I still like fall down internet holes sometimes where you just read up on like the incredible things that's happened on Eve, like big space wars and like betrayals and like it, I think someone's writing a book about one of the things that's happened, this great war that Right. And none of it happens it. like planned. It's not it's not like um you know when like a game game for a service comes out like Fortnite and they've got the next twelve seasons yeah. planned. This stuff kind of just it's organic, naturally yeah. happens. And it's in incredible. Eve. Like you couldn't write some of the storylines that have happened like they're wonderful. Yeah, so it's not a game for me to play, but I just love I love reading up on right. it and like and watching the videos and the conspiracies and stuff. It's, it's really me, good. Me too. Even now, I love to hear an EVE Online war story. Yeah. But you know, it's it, it worth saying in 2004, Gradius Five came out. Right. So, so, so I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm zipping on a bit now. You could put a little sound effect in there. Hyperdrive. Uh, I, I shall. Uh, it's 2008. And hey, listen, a game. But I played it, I loved it, and I think it was massively influential. Universe Sandbox. Did you ever hear of that? So Universe Sandbox is like a sandbox universe. And you, like, you boot it up and you've got your sun, you've got our planets orbiting, and you can go, oh, let's see what would happen if Jupiter was orbiting Earth. And then you just watch the chaos cool. ensue. Or let's see what happens if our sun was four times the size and just sit back and watch the chaos ensue. Let's see what happens if the moon's shitting out black holes. <laughs> Watch the chaos ensue. It was amazing. That's a cool way to learn about space. That's the sort of question you ask when you're in school. Like, what would happen if this? Like, why couldn't we be where Venus right, is? Right, exactly. And, then it and just... now you can see it. And you can see even interplanetary collisions mm. in slow motion. And, and it's, um, it's glorious, you know? It's amazing. Yeah. I really recommend having an hour on a Sunday with that. 
you will make your own games. Yeah. You'll make your own goals, you know, and uh, I, I love it. I've got a lot of time for that. I'm surprised now you guys played that. Okay, so we're getting to the, nearly getting towards the end of our voyage of discovery now. A little game now from 2011, you may have heard of, called Kerbal Space yeah. Program. Heard of this one. So if you've not heard of Kerbal, um, the game involves, you've got a load of little green men and they want to go to space. And you will crap at it. That's it. Uh, you basically build rockets for these little fellows and fail and fail and fail and fail. Mm. But oh my goodness, when it doesn't fail, does it feel sweet? Um, yeah, it's, um, it's another sandboxy kind of game. You know, you've got like a universe, you can kind of like go and fiddle around as much as you want. They, there are missions. In fact, there are actually NASA-approved scenarios that NASA wrote themselves. It's pretty me Yeah, people learn a lot from this game. I've heard of people like going on into jobs in space, like spacecraft management, these things from their love of Kerbal and the stuff that they've learned through the game and like, coding right. and stuff like that, like really influential. I mean, on, on face value, it's very cute, isn't it? Very cute and light in tone, but it is deep, that game. It goes down in recent memory as the one game I really tried quite hard to get into because I wanted it to be my XCOM before XCOM. Like, I know they're very different right. games, but I wanted it to be that game. I failed at the, the learning curve. It's a bit of a steep learning curve, I find. I'd agree. And I never got anything into orbit. Not, not, not a thing. Not yeah, I don't one think thing. I would, I would manage that. <laughs> it's a game I'm much happier watching people fail at yeah. than <laughs> watching myself fail at. Uh, and that's... Sometimes that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Some games I'm just like, I wouldn't play it, but it's so much fun to it's watch. A, it's a great content yeah. generator. Mm. Um, yeah, like I said, I've seen streams of it. It's kind of great, uh, but stressful. <laughs> Very <laughs> stressful, even watching it. Okay, here's a game I did play, though. 2012, FTL, Faster Than Light. You play that? No. Gem? I feel like we're disappointing Mike a lot today. I will, at all. <laughs> I will add that I'm a, I'm a Dragons and Wizards gamer. So right. that says Dragons and Wizards in space. I probably haven't played it. Right. But you're selling me on quite a few of these. So I'm going to go back, I think. <laughs> well, FTL is kind of like a roguelike. But it's kind of like... Um, it, do you know what? I, I, it's more like a, a Picard simulator. Uh, so you will go zoop. And then you're on a screen and then you've got a galactic map. I'll go here next. And then and then you're there and then you're being attacked. And you basically, the game is a top down view of your spaceship with a roof taken off or being attacked. Better move Spock into the engine room. Better move this guy next to Manning. You know, so he's Manning this cannon. Um, it's kind of cool. I mean, what's cool about it is that it's a narrative generator. You know, you make your own war stories within what's happening it generates amazing war stories uh just i mean very customizable as well which is always great you know renaming your guys to spock renaming your ship to the ss rusty lee you can do all <laughs> those. yeah great uh recommended um but very artistically simplistic uh but still still holds up gameplay wise and probably will forever uh, now, here's an interesting one. Buzz Aldrin's Space Program Manager. I've heard of this one. From Not 2014. played it. Heard of this. So, in 1995, they did Buzz Aldrin's Race into Space. And in 2014, uh, Slytherin, I believe, um, published this one. She's kind of the same, but a bit better. It, basically, all it is, it's a race to the moon. Play 
and uh, it's U- USA versus Russia. Right. Now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking there's th- there's themes here that are very similar to those in Mars Horizon. That's right. That's right. Oh, so that's worth discussing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Mars Horizon is also a space program management game. Um, we've got more agencies. We've, we, we will have five agencies plus the option to have a custom agency. So if you want to make Wales the first space-faring I do country, want to make Wales. <laughs> you, you, you can. Um, Buzz Aldrin's Race to Space was very menu-y. Mm. Mars Horizon's quite menu-y, but a little bit more accessible. Mm. A little bit more rounded in experience. A little bit more bringing everyone in rather than, oh, I hope you're a nerd or else you're not going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Mars Rising doesn't stop at the moon. Whereas <laughs> this game, you get to the moon, that's it. Ta-da. I mean, there are some other things, but yeah, we go to Mars. But anyway, if you like Buzz Aldrin's space program managing, just wish there was maybe just a little bit, uh, a little bit sweeter. And you might like Mars Rising, but we'll talk about that another day. Um, yeah. Okay. Play that, play, play the sound effect again, because it's now 2014. I'm going to pick up the speed a bit now. Elite Dangerous. Remember we talked about Elite? Mm-hmm. They redid it with more art and more keys. Right. Okay, 2016. Stellaris. Stellaris. Have you heard of this? Yeah? Played it. Right. Okay, Jem, have you yeah, heard yeah, of this? Yeah, yeah, I know this one. Okay, so this is the one that I had never heard of. Didn't know anything about. But when I went around asking people, what is it? I, that, I got some of the best answers. So... I asked somebody here, I won't say who, and they said, yeah, it's Civ in space, ignore it. Um, Matt, how would you describe Stellaris? Um, Space-faring, voyage, grand strategy, awesome, brilliant. You said the word, you said the word, grand strategy. Yeah, paradox. (laughs) Grand strategy, another phrase I hear a lot is 4X. I just heard this phrase too. <laughs> two Appa- apparently faces, everyone everyone uses it. 4X. I, I don't know, man. It's something like explore, exterminate, exploit, oh, okay. and whatever. But it's it's a it's a, a phrase used to describe that type of gameplay. Oh, okay. Expand, mm-hmm. explore, yeah, exterminate, yeah, yeah. Um, extinguish. I don't know, whatever, man. But it's some of that. <laughs> Our old friend Matt. Who yes. Used to do marketing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if I can just summarize what his uh, opinions are, that he said. Much like Tolstoy's War and Peace, if you go into Stellaris with a guidebook and a lot of patience, you'll have a good time. Mm. Otherwise, you are lost. It's a great way of putting it. Is it? In fact, it was those streams that got me into it. Those Oric Digital streams like a year or so ago now. Was he streaming that? Was he? He, was, he streamed Stellaris once or twice. Yeah, maybe, maybe more than that. But you watch yeah. it on our social channels. There you go. Good so plug. you can see Stellaris. <laughs> Put that in the show notes. Oh, yeah, we'll do. Yeah, there you go. Show notes. <laughs> Okay, 2016, okay? We're nearly home. We're nearly at the end of our voyage. No Man's Sky. Big deal. Yeah. A huge For deal. mixed reasons, right? A, yeah. a plethora of reasons why it's a big deal. This is not a game for everyone. Hmm. Let me talk about, talk about my experience with it. The game came out, and it was the most perfect game I'd ever played. At launch? Yeah, at launch. Wow. It was amazing. Randomly dropped off somewhere. Crafting was minimal. I hate crafting. It was minimal. Within 10 minutes, I was back in my ship, safe. The acid rain's gone, and I'm exploring. I'm just exploring. I'm just going from planet to planet just to see what freaky deaky animals and trees are happening. And then I'm exploring some more. In my head, I'm making up stories of where I'm going, who I am, what's happening. 
having the best time. But then Hello Games said, oh, this is a game about exploring and traveling. Let's make you make bases so you don't flip in travel and explore anymore. <laughs> and then they spent like a year. Have you ever heard the phrase, uh, please everyone, yeah. delight no one? Yeah. 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 They started off delighting me. And then as the game's gone on, mm. they kind of just pleased everyone. Right. In my opinion. Mm. Now, I've tried every iteration of this game from the start to the first update where they added, oh, we've got a story now. I said, you know, I know you wanted story. I was making my own, but fine. Uh, the the base building stuff. I even tried the VR stuff. It's just got kind of janky. Mm. And there was a huge update not too long ago, wasn't there? Where introduced, uh, I mean, I haven't actually played it. It's been on my wish list for a long time, but isn't there like a third person view now as well? There's a third person view with up to, I think, like a load of people locally playing together. So right. you can all make a right. base. Mm. Do you know what I loved about the game? Not seeing anyone and not making a base. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the thing is, I, I'm with you there. As I say, I haven't played it, but one of the draws that, that made me want to go out and get it was the isolation of being alone. To, 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 to really experience where you go, what things you make up inside your own mind and what's over there. You know, you don't, yeah. sometimes less is more. You don't right. always need to be spoon fed something. Well, ruined. <laughs> okay. Then I'm one of the people who's enjoying bumping into someone and they've built something rude on a planet randomly. And I'm like, ha ha, this is great. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> high that, five. <laughs> that's kind of great as well. I'll give, I'll give you that. If I randomly landed on a planet and there was a big stone winky, yeah. I, I would be very happy. I'm delighted happy. again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is the end of the journey. But remember uh, a while ago, we were talking about Wing Commander and mm -hmm. I said there was a guy called Chris Roberts. I know where you're going. Where am I going, Matt? Uh, oh, what's the name? Oh, gosh. Hold on. Star Citizen. Star Citizen. Star Citizen. That's right. Yeah. $300 million was raised from crowd, crowdfunding. That is amazing. $46 million in investment. Rumor has it, they're uh, spaffing $4 million a month up the wall. Jeez. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Also, interestingly, Mark Hamill also in this one, of course. Is he? Really? Is he? Pretty, yeah, he Hopefully pops Tim up. Hopefully Tim Curry is too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, let's, let, let's say you hadn't heard of, you hadn't heard of uh, Star Citizen. Why are we talking about it? The fact is, it has the potential to be the ultimate space game. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, the ultimate, ultimate space game of all time. So this game has got uh, flying through space. It's got landing on planets. It's got on-foot first-person shooting in space stations. It's got, it's got the lot. Yeah. And like, if they can pull it off... You'd have to be pretty cold-hearted to say that isn't impressive. Yeah, they're not going to pull it off. What makes you think that? So tell us, Mike. They're, 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 they're working on two things. So they're working on the main, the main event, Star Citizen, and then they're working on like this kind of spin-off game that's uh, going to be called Squadron Forty Two. Right, that's what I was getting confused with. Yeah, right. Between those okay. two, yeah. Okay, that'll get made. Hmm. I can't see the other one ever being made, made, finished. It's never going to be finished. Do you think that's just because there's no real end game in sight? It feels like it's this open-ended thing, which sounds great if you're kind of building something as you go along in development to, to the needs of the of what the fans might want. But you need to have some sort of plan. Otherwise, it, it might just end up being this sentence that never gets a full stop. Right now, they've got problems like the amount of uh, art that they're having to load in per second. Hard drives can't spin fast enough to do it. So, that, so they're actually now hitting hardware bottlenecks. Um, where we're not going to be even be ready to play it until tech catches up, like, you know, consumer tech. I wish them every luck. I, I really do. Because this could be the most incredible, incredible experience for people that don't value their spare time.
Well, look, guys, that was that was my history of space games. Oh, that's so wonderful. A little rough around the edges. I got a couple of honourable mentions from the gang in, in Discord. Yeah. I w- yeah, I would like to see some more honourable mentions because there were at least two games I'm surprised didn't maybe make that list, actually. Okay, let's go. Let's start with you. Well, firstly, Mass Effect. I mean, that's a big commercial hit. Lots of question marks about how it ended. Lots of people love it, hate it. Mm, that was it's a massive series. Worth um, bringing up. Worth not bringing in a good up. place currently at time of recording. Um, but... I would say, certainly for recent games released, that was a huge, huge title in last gen. Mm. I suppose, yeah, a different take on the space game because mm. it's the narrative and mm. that's the, from my understanding, well, I played a lot of the Dragon Age ones, obviously, <laughs> rather than Mass Effect. But, you know, the, the, the emotions and the storytelling and the mm. character interaction is the main part rather than flying around in space and shooting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like a classic right. archetype it, it's space It's almost game. like it's space opera, but opera first, yeah. space second. Yeah. Mm. Fact is, I've never played them. Uh, and I've finished. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shout out the rest of these honourable mentions because there are a lot of them from the Discord. Uh, Master of Orion, no. Uh, Star Trek: Birth of Federation, no. Starfleet Command, no. no. <laughs> Star Control, did we even mention that? I think uh, Spacewood Ho, no. <laughs> okay. Galactic Civilizations, no. Starflight. Look, the bottom line is. There are a lot of space There's a games. lot of space games. We couldn't have played them all. There's only so many hours in the day. We couldn't have heard of them all. But um, I hope that's cleared uh, cleared it up a little bit. How far we've come since 1962. Yeah. Well, I think I've just, I've relived the childhood of one Mike Dorr into, uh, into adolescence and a grown man. Like that was quite some voyage, man. That was pretty epic. Right, I'm going back to work. I've I've never been down that sort of journey before. Like we've literally just seen the meteoric rise of one Mike Dorr from those early early space games right up into the present day. Yes, yeah, I haven't played many space games. I'm going to go back and play a few of these now. They sound really good. I'm so I want to go back and play Wing Commander. Yes, yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, I, I should have done this. <laughs> I loved that back in the day, and um, I, I t- like. I'm going to go back and do something with, with that. There's got, there has to be something on Steam for me to just yeah, go and get today. That'd be something. Got I'm going to go it. look at uh, Wing Commander memes. You fish out the memes. <laughs> I'm going to fish out the game. Oh my gosh, Crowbar. It's been fantastic. Yeah, it's it, been an epic journey. It's been one epic journey. Um, as we as we mentioned, every time at the end of uh, every episode, please do like, share, subscribe to us on Podbeam or, or wherever you get Join your podcasts. Join us on Discord. Talk Join about us on the space Discord. games. A lot of space game fans on there. Mm-hmm. Join the conversation. Uh, like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagrams and Twitter. Follow us on Twitter as well. Everything's grand. Everything's wonderful. Space is great. Crowbar's a good nickname. Over and out. <laughs>